Welcome to Time to Write. I'm Emily Robertson. And I'm Amy Kelly. We are professional writers and critique partners. We've worked in traditional and independent publishing, podcasting, and social media marketing. Including my novel, Lifestyles of Gods and Monsters, published by a Big Five Publisher. My long-running podcast, In the Middle of It. And accomplished authors, my business helping authors create an inspiring online presence. We are here to share our creative journeys and encourage you on yours. From the writing process to promoting your work and all of the messy in between. We're here to remind you that your story matters and it's worth sharing with the world. Okay, it's It's time time to to write. write. Hey, everybody. I'm Emily. I'm Amy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, welcome to Time to Write. Today, we're going to talk about when what to do when you're stuck on building your characters. But first, really quick, we're going to go through our high-low. Amy, what's your high-low? So my high-low right now is both of my kids are home. That's only happens like a few weeks out of the year. So super fun. We got to celebrate my son's birthday yesterday with him. And then, so that's definitely my high. Also my low because I'm super distracted when I need to be sitting down and working. It's just a different energy in the house. So super fun. And my daughter had um, a friend come and stay with us for a week. So, so yeah, but it's summer. And as we've talked about before, like, it's okay. Like this is, is what it is and live in life. So yeah. yeah, How about you? So mine is that we went on, oh, well, we went on vacation in Michigan, which was amazing. I'd never, Michigan and Wisconsin. I'd never been to that part of the country. People that live there guys, it's beautiful. I understand why you're keeping it a secret because it's gorgeous. Um, and my low is that we got back on Friday night and I have like 600 emails or something and it's, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Really quick. Let me ask, are you an unpacker? Like right when you get home or like you, you have a suitcase that sits for like a week? (sighs) Well, okay. So I unpack like medicine, clothes and makeup pretty fast, but there's our living room is full of like, yeah, we had a car trip. So like, there's like a lot of, yeah. Yeah. So somewhere in the middle, not immediate. Yeah. If I don't do it immediately, then it sits for like two weeks. So yeah. And I do both. Like I go back and forth. Okay. Let's jump in and talk about who are these people who are our characters, right? So I think what we really want to home in on this week is that when you have a story in your head that you want to tell, you have to have the right people in order to tell it. Right. And sometimes you'll start with a character, but even if you start with one character, your world is not populated by one person. It's populated by a bunch of people and different people, as we all know, different people are different, different people are different. And so when you're writing scenes early on, or even now, it can be really easy to realize as you're going that you just really don't know a lot of things about your characters. And so we're going to talk about some tools you can use to really get to know these people. Um, well before you're um halfway through your book and you realize they all sound the same well and and i just want to acknowledge to you like this can be one of the hardest parts of the whole writing process really nailing down who your characters are and i think for several reasons one you want to make sure they're not you they're going to be pieces of you in in them right but but they're not you. So figuring out how they're different and figuring out how they'll respond because of those differences 
is super important. Right. But also number two, you don't want them to be stereotypes because there's also a tendency to write a character that's like a character we've all seen a million times before. And part of the fun of this that, you know, Amy and I just feel so strongly that your story matters, but you're a different person than has ever walked on this earth before. And so your version of a police officer or a firefighter or a school teacher or whatever else isn't, you know, going to be somebody who shows up from central casting. It's going to be your version. So you really want to give them the fullness of a feeling like a full person. Yes. Which means that they're going to have shadows. They're going to have things about themselves that they are blind to. They're going to have big flaws and small flaws and big, really positive, amazing traits. Like, so you just want them to be a human being, like well-rounded. Right, a full human being. You think about the characters we love, it feels like we know them, right? Like that's because they became like full people in the minds of their creators. So one thing we can talk about to start with is sometimes you have a story you want to tell, but you don't have a main character in mind. You know, you want to tell a story. Let's say you want to tell a story about fear. Well, your main character in that story probably isn't going to be the person who doesn't have any fears. Like that person does not have very far to go in your story. Well, and I would jump in and say, I think what what it would, your character is going to be an extreme, either they're going to be super fearful or they're going to be super like adventurous because they're trying to push away their fear and think that they're not. And they have to discover that they, right. Right. Like that they do have fears and they have to overcome them, even though they're denying them. So they're denying them. Right. But it's extreme. Like you really want it to be big, big, because these are protagonists that we're talking about. And as I've said before, protagonists are the people that act. It's a person who acts. So, um, so sometimes it's a matter of identifying like, what's the, what's the story I want to tell? Who's the best character for that? But sometimes you just want to tell a story with some characters and maybe you know a few things, but, um, you know, maybe their job, you maybe know their hair color, but you don't know much else. There are some great tools that you can use to really flesh these people out. And that's what Amy and I are going to talk about today. So Amy, tell them about the new one you just got. Oh my gosh. So exciting. And I put it into my stories on Instagram. So I think you can go there and look at my highlights and find it. Okay. So, and, and our friend Kelly, who's in our critique group, she was the one who told me about them, but it's, it's this lady, Carolyn Miss or Meese, however you want to say it. And they're archetype cards. And the whole premise is that everybody has 12 archetypes that make up their character, that make up themselves. And each of those archetypes have a light attribute and a shadow attribute, right? And so you figure out, like the way I started using them is I went through and I figured out, okay, which 12 are me? And so that kind of helped me get a feel for how to use them. And then now I'm going through and figuring out, like I've done my main character for the book that I'm writing right now and um, the female main character, and then I'll do the male main character next. But it's just a really great way to um, look at, again, like what we were talking about, like what are their flaws? What are their strengths? Where, you know, where do they need so to maybe grow? Can you give us an example of a, like a characteristic oh, yeah. and it's light and shadow? 
Okay. Well, and, and here's what I think is super interesting. So with every, everyone has four that are the same. Okay. Um, and I'm not going to like give it away or anything like read all the attributes and they're super interesting. So everyone has a child, right? Everyone has a saboteur. Everyone has a victim and then everyone has a prostitute. So, um, what I'll share is for my main character, the child that she is, is the child orphan. So her light attributes as a child orphan and look, look how fun these cards are. Um, the light attributes are independence based on learning to go it alone, conquering the fear of surviving. And then the shadow attributes are feelings of abandonment that stifle maturation, seeking inappropriate surrogate families. So you can well imagine what a character with these attributes, both the light and the shadow, how they might react in a certain situation, right? So, and it's going to be completely different than how I would react or how, you you know, a different character. Someone else would react. Right, right. So reveal more about her. And I think like one of the fun things just to think about as you're writing characters is just to look at situations where different people would respond in really different ways and making sure that your characters do. So an example I have is what happens if you find $20 on the ground? Different. Some people will pocket it. Some people will try to find out who owns it. Some people will leave it there. Some people will pocket it and feel terrible about it. Some people will just put it in under the windshield wiper of someone else to give them, you know, like a share penny, pick it up, like that whole thing. Right. Some people will find the police station. Like (laughs) there's, you know, there's just a really wild, some people will put it in their wallet and never tell anyone. And some people will tell every single person they see for the next two weeks. So, and if you, and think about if you make that a hundred dollars or if you make that a thousand dollars, like what, you know, how do your characters change with those different things? Think about what happens if they win the lottery. Like, what do they do? Do they give it all away? Do they, you know, there are some people that would win the lottery and nothing would change in their life. And there are some people that would win the lottery and immediately blow it all on booze. And there are some people who would give it away. Like, and just figuring out your characters, just, you know, sort of answer those questions. And the more you know that, the more you don't have to sit there and think, what would they do in this situation? Because you know it. Yeah. And I would say that for me is the best thing about knowing your characters is that it kind of dialogue writes itself because, you know, if this person says, yeah. you know, says this thing, then this person's going to say this and well, then they're going to react. I mean, it just, it makes the going back and forth much, much easier because you right. know who they are. You know how they're going to react. You know what they're going to say. You know what they're going to do next. Right. And I think, and we have talked some about, um, Brandel and Collins's book and, uh, Lisa Crone's story genius. And one of the things that are great about both of those books is they do incorporate sort of the shadow side. They have the idea of what's the lie that your character believes or what's the misbelief that your character has. And one of the ones I love is it, it, I think it, I think it's in story genius, but where if you have a character that believes that like everyone is going to cheat them, if they believe that everyone at their core is going to cheat you, if they walk into a store and someone's like, here's your free gift, they are going to be putting their hand on their wallet. 
you know, like, what are you trying to take? They're going to respond to that with suspicion. Whereas opposed to if you have a person whose core belief is good things just always happen to me, which can be just as destructive. Like both of those beliefs can right. really get you into trouble, which is, and this is the most important thing. Trouble is what characters have to get into. Yes. And I think I, I think I can speak for both of us because I, th I think there have been points when we've really struggle, struggled to put our main characters through the ringer. Like yes. there are babies, like it's really hard to like throw all of the stuff at them that's going to cause them to grow and change because, yeah. you know, there are precious. <laughs> yeah. You've well, got and to you, do that. You, there's a weird thing that happens. It's sort of an interesting thing they become almost like real people in a not nutty way. <laughs> and you don't want to wish, like if you think about a good friend, even if you knew, let's say you had a friend who was like, let's just say you have a friend who's like over-identified with having a lot of money. And maybe it'd be a big growth opportunity for them to lose all their money. But we don't wish that on our friends. We do wish that on our characters. Right. That's the difference. Right. So yeah. in a way, they're kind of not our friends. We're the people that are beating the crap out of them. So, but right. for good reason, for growth, for like change and growth and all the things. Right. The other thing I would add in this is once you've figured out who your character is, you still want to let them surprise you and you still want to let them be a little bit fluid. And I think yeah. once you actually start writing, those are the kinds of things that come up. Like I, I can remember two different authors. So the one would be Madeline Lingle. She talks about a scene and I can't remember which book that it is, but her main character wakes up and there's a guy in the room who she's like writing it. And it's like, wait, a who's the guy in the room? Like, I don't even know who the guy in the room is. Like, what is that? And then also, I remember reading uh, an article with Stephanie Myers from Twilight, who she was writing scenes and she could not figure out what the issue was with Rosalie, who's one of the vampires. Rosalie had a big issue with Bella, the human girl, the main character. And she finally figured out like, oh, she doesn't like her. Like she can't stand her. So, you know, you're okay. going to discover things as you write. So leave room for that too. Yeah. I mean, and I think somebody, an author I heard recently said this, and I feel like this is like gold for me is like what we're doing in writing is collaborating between our dreaming mind and our conscious mind. Yeah. And so if you try to be too rigid, you shut down the dreaming mind, which is the last thing you want to do. But if you let the dreaming mind go off to the races, you end up with the thing where someone's telling you their dream over breakfast and it doesn't make any sense. So you're in a dance here. I think that's part of a thing we're always talking about. We're in a dance. So you definitely want to know a lot about these people and these tools can help. And then when you start writing, they're going to surprise you and the story is going to surprise you. And that's okay. That's supposed to happen. Right. Right. And this isn't supposed to be easy. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Right. Everyone would that's do true. It. So that's true. So, okay. But it's really that the other weird, weird thing. And some of you had this experience and I definitely had this on lifestyles and it was fascinating is when your characters 
really just start rolling. And I, that is, it is really cool when they're, when they're surprising you, it is really a feeling like it's, it's, I don't know what to describe it. It's like, I don't know, skiing well, or, I mean, it's like, it's a thing where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm making some stuff. It's magic. Like it's magic. It's magic. It's magic. Yeah. So what is our mindset here, Em? Our mindset is that your characters are different from you and they're different from each other. And that is what is supposed to happen. Yes. Yeah. So I would say then the next thing, the practical with this would be to really start playing around with some of these tools. Um, I know we mentioned several Obviously, Googling things is really great. I know if you Google like Brandy Lynn Collins um, character questions, you can find a lot of re free resources that way. Um, there's lots of stuff online. But again, um, I would say the tools that I personally use most often are those Brandy Lynn Collins questions, Story Genius, and then now these cards. Like, yeah. this is my new best friends. But... This is the most important thing. That is not your next step. Because I suspect most people who want to be a writer, we've got names, we've got characters we've figured out. We've done a lot of this stuff before. Your next step is to get them and walking around. Put them in a scene. Put them in a scene. Even if it's just a dialogue scene, even if it's just a you we're not, you are not writing for publication at this point. You're writing for publication for the long term, but you're not writing for the publication for this scene. Put them in the world, even if it is them. I think one great exercise is to imagine them at the airport when their flight just got canceled. What do they do? Right. What do they do? Yeah, I like that. And what I think too, is this is a continual process. Like as you continue to write, you're going to get to know them better. And so you might go back to the tools and tweak things and, you know, right. That kind of thing. And Again, fluid. You will find as you move forward, like, so one of the things Amy and I talk about really ad nauseum, but I just really want people to fully understand it is there's really no one way to do this. Mm -hmm. And like, I was just yeah. listening to a podcast with someone else who said, what they'll do is they'll be rolling along and they'll realize something about their main character that changes everything. Some people will make a note in the text right there that says in brackets, I love brackets because you can search for them later. If you're writing in the computer, change mother's maiden name or change family history or change state of origin. And they keep rolling on. Other people will go back and make those changes and then pull forward. Like you, this is a hundred percent a you do you situation, but I think, and this is something that, um, I feel like has really become very clear to me. If you keep sitting down and trying to write a character and you find that you can't do it, there's a couple of possibilities or there's multiple, but I'm going to say two. Possibility number one is maybe this isn't your real main character. Look around the characters that are close to your main character. Is there a character who actually is getting the crap beat out of them by the story? That's probably your real main character. Go let them be the main character. That's one thing. Another thing is, are you trying to make them do something that they just don't want to do? 
because you've set up a plot that you want to have this happen. You can, I mean, Randall and Colin talks about this, but guys, you can have an interview with your characters. I get it. It's weird. Whatever. Go have an interview. Get a different notebook. Get a yellow legal pad. Notes on your phone. Doesn't matter. You take them on a walk. Go on a walk. And it'll look to people like you're talking on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) But just talk to them and say like, hey, what is the problem? And a lot of times, sometimes it's something really small, which is like, I hate those shoes. Why'd you put me in those shoes? But sometimes it's like, I would never do that. We have all read books. We've all read them where the character does something that's completely against everything we ever knew about that character before. And that is always the case where a character was shoehorned into a plot. And it's out of character. It's out of character. It's out of character. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm processing that a little bit. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I've read where it's like that. Because it is like, it stops the story. It's like, what? It pulls you out. Yeah. Yeah. It pulls you out. Well, and I was just thinking too, like if you're stuck in that place, like you can grab a pencil and a notepad and just say, what's keeping, what's keeping you from doing what I want you to do? Like, why do you not want to do this? Yeah. 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 What's the problem here? Yeah. And I think, I think that one of the hardest things not for every writer, but for a lot of writers, I think one of the hardest things is this is at its best, it's playing pretend. And if you can just embrace that, you're playing pretend. So play pretend. Like just embrace that. I think I was reading a thing recently. It was a screenwriter thing. And they were saying one of the interesting things about actors is they have to shed so many of their defenses and their self-consciousness because they have to, if you're going to be an actor, you have to be able to look, you have to be willing to look foolish. You literally Mm -hmm. cannot work as an actor if you're not willing to look foolish, which is why if you ever taken an acting class, it's a lot of like looking really stupid. Mm-hmm. you gotta writers we can ride along a lot longer without feeling stupid but like the truth is if you're really gonna do this you're just gonna have to do some things that feel really silly and you gotta do them anyway mm-hmm. you gotta be all in did. and 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 you don't have to tell anyone you don't have to tell us you can if you want to but nobody if you're sitting at work right now listening to this podcast and it's your lunch hour and you're interviewing a character, nobody knows the difference between that and the email you're sending as long as you talk out loud or tell someone. And you can talk out loud in the shower, in the bathroom, whatever. It does not mean you've lost your mind as part of the thing. Or you can share it. Or you can give, share it. And give the person next to you permission to do their thing too. Exactly. Or... You can talk about your characters on social media and people love that, but that's a whole yes. other, that's a whole other ball game. That's a whole uh, other ball game. Okay. So- M, let me ask you what story has saved your life or is saving your life currently? What you reading? I am. I, so the really fun thing about our vacation was 
one of the days we went out on a sailboat and I did something that I have not let myself do in forever and a day, which was to just read. Like I just sat on the front of that boat and read and we forgot the backpack that had the sunscreen in it. So my legs are pretty good. Oh no. There, I had sunscreened my face, but I had not sunscreened my legs. And it is Paris Without End, The True Story of Hemingway's First Wife by Joya DiLiberto. And I have just been consuming this book at speed. So it's really good. I love it. I love it. So what I have been reading, there's an author that I love, and she's mostly done um, young adult or middle grade books. Her name's Allie Carter. And yes. I think she's, yeah, she's been on a break for a while and she actually did some screenwriting. She wrote a, a script that ended up being a Netflix movie with Brooke Shields, like a Christmas romance uh, okay. type thing. So I can't remember the name of it, like Christmas in the Castle or something like that. But she came out with her first adult, well, I don't know that it's her first, but she came out with an adult rom-com called um, The Blonde Identity. And it was, oh. it was super fun. Like she does kind of the whole born identity that kind of spy chasing kind of stuff really well really really well so it was it was super fun it was about yeah it was about a lot of stuff I don't even I don't even want to attempt but it was, it was good it, it was really good it was very entertaining and very sweet so loved That's it awesome yeah yeah love well, Allie Carter okay thanks for listening and um we love you guys and just want you to Tell your stories and share. If you've got questions for us, be sure to email and we have Patreon. You can join in. And yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And we're really going to be ramping the Patreon up. Um, em and I are planning to do a Q&A each month. So we'll let you guys know um, here and on social media when that will be. So if you want to join us um, behind the paywall, then you're welcome to do that. So we would love to meet you and see you there. Yes. All right. Thanks everyone. See you next time. Thanks so much for being with us today. We love our people and we want to get to know you better. So email us at questions at time to write podcast.com to have your questions considered for the show. You can also suggest topics by emailing us there. Also drop us a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it thrill us. Seriously, we read everyone. It also helps others find the show. We're driven by sharing stories and your review helps us do that. Just remember your stories matter and we're rooting for you to find time to write. Even if it's only five minutes, five minutes, you can do it. You can do it.